Episode number 13. Hello, friends. This is the Expected Returns Podcast. My name is Stephen Lutman. I'm a real estate investor and agent in the capital region of New York State. This is a real estate-focused conversation. However, we do also touch on financial markets, economic data, really anything that impacts the world of housing. I do have a newsletter going out to subscribers this week. If you are not yet subbed, it's free. So check it out over at sjlincoln.com slash join. Again, it's free. There is no spam. We do have a new one going out this week. And if you're wondering to yourself, who is this bozo? Why should I trust him? Well, my recommendation would be Google search SJ Lincoln Realty. Check out our reviews. I think that'll be the best and most honest source of information about who I am and how we conduct business. That's it. Let's get into the show. I've had quite the week interacting with the public, good, bad, literally everything in between. All started with being stopped at the Saratoga racetrack, not once, but twice. First was by a former client that came over to say hi and to thank me for help I had provided. So that was nice. I appreciated him doing that. And then couldn't have been more than an hour later, ran into a friend I probably haven't seen in three years. And one of the first things he said to me was, how much he enjoys the podcast, which felt amazing. That doesn't happen every day. Now, his exact wording was, I really like what you're trying to do with the podcast, which I think his language choice could have been a little bit better. I think you could go a couple of different directions with that. But this is a half glass full podcast here. So we're going to take that as a compliment. On the weirder side of things, while pumping gas yesterday, I had a gentleman approach me with a business card containing a website that he said could save me 70% on my miles per gallon, seven zero percent We still haven't checked out that website and I don't suspect that we will be. But where things really went off the rails is the day previous when walking to my car downtown was approached by someone that could really only be described as a vagrant, asking me for money to quote, buy food. Now we do preach truthfulness here, so we don't wanna tell lies. I typically don't give in circumstances like this. I usually keep on walking, but I was alone in a parking lot, no escape. So we didn't go for the change. We ended up handing him a full $1 bill, just hoping to escape, which was met with quite the odd response. He takes it, looks at it and says, a buck? Here's what I think of a buck, and then proceeds to shred the dollar bill right in front of my face before throwing it on the ground. Inflation is so out of control. Vagabonds won't accept a dollar in exchange for nothing. The Federal Reserve meets today, after which time they'll be announcing another increase in the short-term Fed funds borrowing rate. This comes on the heel of increases in March, April, as well as in June. Now, experts who follow this type of thing have 75 basis points as the overwhelmingly likely outcome, where funny enough, they have it at 75%, whereas the second most likely outcome, a full 1%, so 100 basis points, is only 25%. Now, as we've talked about in previous episodes, we're battling inflation on two fronts. This is a supply side issue, and it's also a demand side issue. Now, the Federal Reserve can raise rates to the moon, and that's not going to help fix the supply side of the equation. They're not suddenly going to be able to 
reopen factories in China because the Federal Reserve here in America increased rates. What they're trying to do is tackle the demand side of the equation. So the more expensive they make borrowing, the less inclined you, me, and businesses are to take out loans, which subsequently should help slow the economy and hopefully help tame inflation. Now, the problem with using rate hikes to tame inflation is that increasing borrowing rates today doesn't lower inflation tomorrow. Depending on who you listen to, it can take anywhere from six months to an entire year for raising rates to work their way through the system. That's concerning because as we've talked about in previous episodes, there are three outcomes. Either they don't raise rates high enough and inflation becomes permanent. They raise rates too much and drive us into a recession. Or the third option is somehow they walk the tightrope and raise rates just enough to help quiet inflation while at the same time not damaging the economy. Overwhelmingly likely that one of the two bad scenarios is going to play out. So the question then becomes, what signs can we look to as evidence the economy is correcting? First and foremost is consumer spending. The United States economy is predominantly driven by you and me spending money. Consumer spending was higher in May than it was in April, which was higher than it was in March. American Express reported last week card spending was up 30% year over year. Unfortunately, for many to feel less inclined to spend would require less confidence in their employment situation. And ultimately, that means a higher unemployment rate. Or an easier metric might be the next time you give someone a dollar, do they say thank you or do they turn it into confetti? This week is absolutely packed. Fed meeting on Tuesday, but we also get the Case-Shiller Home Price Index. Wednesday, June, new home sale data comes out. Thursday, second quarter GDP. And sprinkled throughout the week, we get roughly a third of all S&P 500 companies reporting Q2 earnings. If you're into prognostication, if you're into economic data, this is basically your Super Bowl. You get everything crammed into the span of four or five days. So let's briefly touch on a few of these. When you hear on the news that home value growth is X, overwhelmingly what they're talking about and what they're quoting from is the Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which is a measure of the 20 largest metro housing markets in the U.S. Is it perfect? No. As they say, all politics is local. Well, all real estate prices are local. It's not going to be great for a neighborhood-neighborhood comparison because that's not what it's designed for. However, if what you're looking for is more of a macro perspective on where the U.S. housing market is headed, that's what you should be looking for, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index. New home sales roughly make up 10% of all real estate transactions, so it's more of a niche data set. However, what I'm more focused on is what the home builders are saying. Last month was an absolute disaster for home builders. They had roughly 16% of all contracts cancel, meaning these are folks that agreed to have homes built and they subsequently canceled the agreements to do so. One of the common themes on the show here, and I beat it over the head over and over again, is we are a country massively short on housing supply. 
And if we continue to have folks canceling contracts, what do you think that's going to do to builder incentives? They're going to stop building houses. This is something we want to keep an eye on. Was 16% last month an outlier or is this going to be a common theme? And if it's going to be common, what's going to be the response from home builders? Are they going to continue or are they going to start to scale back on what they're building? The highlight news data point is going to be GDP. If for no other reason other than it gives media outlets the ability to run headlines, recession is here or no recession. If you recall, first quarter GDP growth was, well, there wasn't growth. It was negative. First quarter GDP was negative. And traditionally, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP is classified as a recession. What's actually going to come? Well, Goldman Sachs economists are predicting a slight uptick in GDP. So that would be no recession. Whereas the Atlanta Federal Reserve model is forecasting a fairly substantial decline in GDP. Now, does it really matter if in the second quarter we saw GDP grow 0.1% versus contract 0.1%? One's a recession, one's not, right? It doesn't really matter. But the takeaway as normal citizens, you and me, is that the economy overwhelmingly is slowing. We, we can see that that's happening. Asset prices are under attack. And this is not going to be an overnight fix. This is something we're going to be stuck with for a while. Recession or no recession doesn't really matter, but we can kind of see the writing on the wall that the economy is certainly slowing. We'll wrap up today with a quick story about what I've been up to. After months and months of rejection, I finally had an offer accepted on a rental property, a three-unit down by Union College campus in Schenectady, Funding lined up, really excited, went in to do inspections this past week, and more or less everything got flagged. Knob and tube wiring throughout the property, two-story porch needing a complete rebuild, plumbing at the end of its useful life. The excitement quickly turned into, is this worth it? Now, this problem isn't unique to me. Starbucks actually ran into something similar this summer when they released the chicken, maple butter, and egg sandwich, only to five days later permanently delete the item. Imagine the millions of dollars that goes into research and development, marketing, focus group testing for a company as large as Starbucks. What on earth could cause such a quick about face? Well, it turns out diarrhea can. According to the New York Post, the sandwich was giving people explosive diarrhea, quoting one social media user, suing for the worst diarrhea of my life. I've been living in my bathroom for two days now, <laughs> end quote, which funny enough is exactly how I felt after paying multiple hundreds of dollars for an inspection on a building I ended up canceling the contract on. Where I'm going with this is when new information becomes available, don't be afraid to pivot. Small losses are okay. We can overcome small losses. We learn from them. We can recover. It's the big ones that we want to try to avoid. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you got something out of this. If you or someone important to you needs a real estate professional in the capital region, let's connect. Steven at sjlincoln.com is my email address. 
sjlincoln.com slash book a call is the website. Consider sharing this episode on your social media. Super easy to do. Does me a world of good. Steven at sjlincoln.com, sjlincoln.com slash book a call. We'll talk again soon.